we got introduced to 7-Eleven, and next thing you know, we are selling smart solar in 7-Eleven and a lot of other major Fortune 500 companies. So that was never part of the vision or the plan. But, you know, people are asking us what is so special about smart soda. And you never, you never want to talk, you know, highly about yourself. But the answer is Fortune 500 companies are choosing smart soda. So we feel that we, we did something very well. Let's discover what people are building in the greater Cleveland community. We are telling the stories of Northeast Ohio's entrepreneurs, builders, and those supporting them. Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast, where we are exploring what people are building in Cleveland and throughout Northeast Ohio. I am your host, Jeffrey Stern, and today I had the pleasure of speaking with Julia Saluki and Lior Shafir, the co-founders of Smart Soda, based here in Cleveland, Ohio. A revolution is taking the water and soft drink industry by storm, where for many consecutive years, carbonated soft drink sales have been in decline as an increasingly health-conscious society is demanding healthier alternatives in the face of the $250 billion U.S. soft drinks market. Smart Soda is meeting that exact demand with a proprietary and functional beverage platform for major corporations, for restaurants, for offices, and for retail, offering state-of-the-art beverage dispensing products, serving healthy and delicious flavored sparkling water made with all-natural alkaline mineralized water, with the option for over 32 flavors utilizing organic cane sugar, vitamin infusion, and much more coming down the pike. To date, Smart Soda has raised over $7 million, building out the company, has partnered with major brands like Cisco, Bear Burger, 7-Eleven, and many others, all in pursuit of their vision to sustainably create the best tasting and highest quality health-forward beverages. Lior is an experienced executive in the water and beverage industry. With over 20 years in the field serving as the former chairman and CEO of Aquatel, and also as the former CEO of the exclusive U.S. distributor of SodaStream, the Israeli-based carbonated drink maker, which was acquired by Pepsi for $3.2 billion back in 2018. Julia, now the president of Smart Soda, is focused on running and developing retail and online sales operations, as well as strategically developing Smart Soda's channel partner relations. Prior to co-founding Smart Soda with Lior, Julia held a series of leadership positions in the healthcare services arena, in addition to serving on the Board of Education for the Healthcare Billing Management Association. We covered quite a lot in this conversation, from the proliferation and market for carbonated drinks, to Julia and Lior's commitment to sustainability, expansion plans, go-to-market strategy, and a whole lot more. So please enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for for joining us. I'd love to start, Lior, Julia, if, if if you could just take a little bit of time and you know let us know a little bit about yourselves, and you know we'll make our way to to Smart Soda here, but you know just share a little bit about your your respective uh, stories and and paths to uh, entrepreneurship. Ladies first. Ladies first. All right. Well, thank you for that. So I'm Julia Saluki. I'm a Ukrainian-born immigrant. I uh, came to the United States in uh, 1991. And uh, kind of planted my roots here in Cleveland. Uh, majority of my family actually uh, ended up in New York, uh, with the exception of my grandmother's brother, who somehow ended up in Cleveland. Luckily so, because uh, obviously all the roots are here. All of my education happened in Cleveland, you know, Cleveland State. Got 
the, my undergraduate degree in marketing, uh, went to complete my MBA there as well, and spent a majority of my time in the business development space and marketing. And with the last 10 years of my career as a, a healthcare services consultant uh, for a company out of New Jersey. And, uh, and then, of course, Smart Soda. But that's an interesting story, and we'll, we'll get to that soon. But about two years ago, I was also um, interested in uh, psychology and specifically human sexology. Uh, so I became a clinical sexologist and a sex coach. Uh, most of the people don't know that about me, as majority of my life has been in the business world. But that's, uh, that's, that's a story for another time. <laughs> I don't practice. I haven't since the time I graduated uh, just because, you know, we're so deep into Smart Soda and for Smart Soda specifically, I had, you know, I'm the president and co-founder of Smart Soda and I am also leading the efforts on all the marketing, branding, creative direction. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I was born in Israel. I moved to the U.S. in 2011, but I was born into the water business. So my parents founded a company called Daquatal and produced a butter's water cooler. At some point, we produced 20,000 machines every year. We had a factory in China and global distribution. We ended up selling the company in 2011, a little bit before, actually in 2012, a little bit before I had the American dream and I wanted to launch the company here. So I'm <laughs> uh, you know, trying to convince the Americans that they should have a butterless water cooler at home. It didn't work out. <laughs> and, but what happened, I got approached by a company, Israeli company called SodaStream. And they just went public in Nasdaq. I'm a very good friend with the chairman and the CEO, or former chairman's CEO. And uh, they were looking to take the SodaStream professional to the next level. SodaStream professional was a commercial machine for restaurants, offices, everything that is out of home. And I became the exclusive U.S. distributor and CEO of SodaStream professional. We were doing it until 2017. It went very well. The main issue was that uh, most of our, first of all, the main issue was that SodaStream got acquired by PepsiCo in 2017, so the mm. business ended for us. Uh, on the other side, most of our clients were looking for flavors. We were selling only sparkling water or al alkaline water, but they saw all the SodaStream uh, bars and they wanted to have healthier flavors, and we thought that that would be a very unique uh, business. We were selling soda stream but our company the llc was smart soda llc so it's a funny story because in my israeli mind soda is not what we are calling it soda here in the us it's sparkling water club soda so mm, I, like the actual translation of the word yes yeah, so i could not call the company soda stream professional usa so <laughs> all the soda llc in my mind smart smart sparkling water and in 2017 we got a registration for smart soda and turn it into a real smart soda and again, which which at this point, Smart Soda is its own beverage category. That's how we're launching it. And of course, we'll get into the the, the, the majority of what we do and the various business channels and how we do it. But the, the interesting part is that very little of our business has actually to do with soda. <laughs> and uh, it's in our name, but we love it anyway. Uh, it's a unique registration. We were lucky to grab it once upon a time. And so here we are. So I, I'm always really kind of fascinated by understanding where the, you know, the, the founding insight for, for a company comes from. And, and in this case, it just, it feels like it's such a, 
you know, like a logical next step, having the experience that you've had and, and kind of bringing it to America. But did you have a, a bigger, you know, vision for, for what smart soda would become? You mentioned flavors, but I know it's become, you know, a lot more holistic of a, of a vision than, than that. Where, where did the, you know, the, the idea kind of come from? You know, first of all, the honest answer is absolutely no. <laughs> we have hopes, but we didn't have the right direction in the beginning. But, uh, we had a, the vision, maybe a very small part of the vision compared to what we are currently doing, but we thought that we want to build a soda portfolio, beverage portfolio, that we will be able to provide not just sparkling or, or alkaline water, but the actual flavors. We knew that it must be healthy, vitamin infusion, it has to taste amazing. And uh, we took almost two years time to, from one side, partnering with the largest fountain manufacturers in the world, like Lancer Corporation, the same company that will sell their equipment to Coke and Pepsi. And we got into a tier one pricing and very strong relationship with them. On the other side, then we had maybe two or three rounds of uh, partnering with local uh, syrup factories to formulate our uh, 30 plus more uh, flavors portfolio. And also a dream, dream of a beverage. You know, it was extremely important to us and it still is throughout all of our lines, whether we're talking it on a you know fountain level, we reference it to it as bibs, which is a bag in a box, that's where the syrups are, and you dispense it per our equipment, and we'll get into that conversation, or whether it's in our already to drink, which we're actually excited to launch starting May, our first batch of about 200,000 ready to drink products, nine SKUs, uh, two Im- three immunity lines, uh, three energy lines, and three flavored sparkling waters are going to be hitting uh, not the shelves yet. We're not going towards the retail venue just yet, but we do have very strong vending distributions that are open for us. And we will do a kind of a soft launch uh, just to see what, what even sticks, you know, what consumers are being drawn to. But in any regard, irrespective of the dispensing mechanism, one thing was always extremely important to us, and that's the taste and how clean the label is. And I personally took a lot of time in uh, tasting, creating. It took us about 14 months to create a, uh, an amazing ready-to-drink beverage, and we're super excited about it. And you were asking about the vision. You know, in the very early stage, our vision was to sell to restaurants mostly and to have the best experience for restaurants because this is what, where we start for, started from, you know, with SodaStream. There was a chain called Berberger, like 45 locations. For us, it was the McDonald's. Like if we will get Berberger <laughs> and we were flying to New York and kind of begging them and they <laughs> become their friends. Now their CEO sits on our board, he's a good friend. But We did become friends. He's a lovely guy. But, <laughs> but that was our vision. And for example, we never thought that Smart Soda will be sold in 7-Eleven. We never thought to sell to companies like Uber or Citibank or to have wellness and sustainable solution for their employees. So you're asking about the vision. One thing leads to the other. We got introduced to 7-Eleven. And next thing you know, we are selling smart solar in 7-Eleven and a lot of other major Fortune 500 companies. So that was never part of the vision or the plan. But, you know, people are asking us what is so special about smart solar. And you never, you never want to talk, you know, highly about yourself, but the answer is Fortune 500 companies are choosing smart soda. We feel that we, we did something very well. 
So I, I want to get to that that differentiation, you know, the the, the vitamin infused, organic, customizable, tailored solutions that you know you're offering across the board. But I think it might be helpful before we get there to just layer on a little bit of context, you know, especially in reflection on on your experience in the the space overall. But just like how has the the carbonated you know, drink landscape evolved over the last few years. A- anecdotally, it you know, it feels like there's a proliferation of of seltzers and sodas, and you know, there's a, been a real rise of of sparkling water and, and healthy carbonated alternatives. But how has how has the the landscape kind of evolved and and set the stage for the the work you're doing today? Well, of course, uh, as we all know, you know, the consumers are getting healthier, they're getting smarter, and they're demanding a better solution out there. Without giving props to our competitor brands, uh, you can recall that probably 10 or 11 years ago, LaCroix, who led the kind of, uh, they started this off, they kicked this off with uh, flavored sparkling waters because consumers were not going towards the sodas. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are still diehard soda fans out there. And usually it divides between Coke and Pepsi, right? Right, right. There's still a great market for it. However, our niche is primarily towards those who want to have that fizzy feeling with a lot of flavor, but have it not be so bad for you, not so calorie heavy and so sugar heavy. So the category started to explode and Lior can get into the actual numbers for you once I'm done here. And so we took it away from there. It absolutely skyrocketed. It's still projected to skyrocket. Again, Lior will uh, reference the actual numbers for you. But that was our dream to get into this space and create a product that tastes amazing and that's better for you. Now, as you talk about, you know, why are we called smart soda? And this is a very important key differentiating point. Uh, Majority of beverages out there, with the exception of like a naturally sourced alkaline waters like Perrier and Pellegrino, and there are are others, but these are just top of the mind. Majority of beverages, you know, when, when it's super carbonated, it gets to become pretty acidic. You know, sodas, uh, you know, sparkling beverages, unless they're naturally sourced, they are pretty acidic and it can be heavy on the stomach. It can be hard on the the digestive system. And the one thing that we always wanted to be, and this was the foundation of even SodaStream times, we were smart because the base of everything that we do starts with alkaline water. Not to say that we're bringing a alkaline soda. That is, that's an inaccurate statement. It cannot be alkaline the moment you carbonate it. But what we do is we create a better base by taking an alkaline water, which becomes a mineralized base, right? Heavy on the alkaline, heavy on the minerals. And when we carbonate it, it becomes kind of like a mineral sparkling. And that's the base of everything that we do. It goes through an amazing filtration process that the base of our beverages do not are not as acidic as you know, some of the other uh, ones that that you are familiar with. And that's really an interesting uh, point because it's smoother, it's tastier, it's better for you. And in turn, when we do a lot of our installations, for instance, at like convenience stores, which we never even thought that this would be a category, but believe it or not, so many of those are converting over to smart soda. We actually run our filtration to even coffee machines and we call it smart soda coffee upgraded. So we run the alkaline water, for the coffee, which makes it less acidic, 
and just so much tastier. So this is a huge differentiating point. And from that alkaline base, we, of course, perfected the formula, perfected the taste of things. And here we are. This is smart soda. <laughs> and obviously vitamin infusion. So every bag in a box with syrup is vitamin infused. So when you will drink cola, diet cola, or any other flavors, you will get not just a much less acidic drink, but it will be infused with complex B and C. So to, to support the, the kind of breadth of, of offering that you have here, you know, all the flavors, getting the, the, you know, the, the tooling and, and instrumentation correct, I would love to understand a little bit more just, you know, what the, the company actually looks like. I know you've raised a few million dollars in funding. You've gone through equity crowdfunding through the Republic. How does that all kind of look and, and uh, you know, what, is the, what does the company actually look like today? Yeah, before we do, though, I think Lior wanted to reference some numbers in terms of the beverage industry and why we're so excited and why our investors are so excited. It's a big uh, pie to slice. You know, we definitely can be extremely influential considering where the consumer trends are heading. You know, just from the, we have, of course, our investor decks and business plans with PwC, so everything is very up to date. Yeah, yeah. I was myself surprised to know that 44% of the entire beverage market is water. 44%? Oh, wow. Uh, 20% it's flavored beverage, and 17% became sport and energy drinks. So 41% is all the other soft drinks. So the clients are looking for something much healthier. They are looking for functions. They're looking for sustainability, but something else that we have a registered patent on, and this is another part of why we are smart or smart soda, they, are, they want to customize their drink. So if you're standing in the United Club instead of a Coca-Cola machine, you can add shot of some artificial lemon to your uh, Coca-Cola Zero. Our similar technology, you can add a shot of energy, immunity, relaxation. Soon we will have electrolytes, prebiotic, probiotics. So you can actually customize your drink on the spot. You can choose your flavor. It can be soda, diet soda, or flavored sparkling water. And then you can add your relevant shot. So if you're driving, you're outside in 7-Eleven, you want energy drink instead of Red Bull or Celsius, you can customize your own drink. You can get this 45 ounces cup. <laughs> During COVID, immunity was very important. So when you are dispensing immunity, you're getting 500 milligrams of vitamin C, elderberry, zinc, ginger. Magnesium. Magnesium. So again, this is a freestyle machine, but in sense that you can customize your own drink on the spot. And, and we have a full uh, IoT technology, so we can actually connect to every machine remotely. We, we, we had a session with our digital team this morning, so it's fresh in my mind. You can see that during from 8 to 11 a.m., sorry, to yes, from 8 to 11 a.m., they are mostly using flavored sparkling water. Around lounge, you can see a peak of soda. They want some <laughs> a twist. And towards the end of the day, you can see infusion of energy even with plain water. Of so course. some people will take alkaline water with energy shot, which is colorless and tasteless. So oh, fascinating. it becomes much uh, smarter. And, uh, you know, the machine can give us notification when you're running out of CO, when you're running, running out of CO2, when you need a filter exchange. So, again, smart. And if we plan for it, the answer is no. But, uh, again, we are smart in terms of the technology, in terms of the flavors. And another element, which I believe is the base for everything, and think about yourself as a consumer. 
you want to consume something healthier. It can be food, can be beverage. You know that when you will eat or drink something healthier, you're going to sacrifice money. It will be more expensive and taste. It will be less tasty. It won't taste as amazing as the unhealthy option. And our product won't taste more. Sorry, it won't cost more in general. And it will be... Amazing in taste. Amazing in taste. So technically, you don't need to sacrifice no, not money. If you're dispensing Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and 7-Eleven or smart soda, you're go- going to pay the same exact price. And actually feel amazing doing so. You know what I mean? It's healthier, it's better for you, but you don't compromise on taste. So sorry to deviate from your original question, but I want to drive in that point because it's pretty important. No, I, I appreciate the, 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 the detour there. To bring it back though, you know, the company today and, and, what, and what it looks like. Okay, so we, we started very small. We raised $7 million to date, not a couple of millions, and we are facing a major round uh, in the very near future of in the tens of millions level that we will be able to, to grow even, even faster. We grew from an employee and a half to 17. We are planning to have 40 by the end of the year, and we have a 200 employee. We will have 200 employees in the next five years. Uh, we are working on building a smart soda facility, production line, co-packing line for cans, for bottles, and uh, we are involved in another project. We invested money in a technology. It's very similar to Nespresso, but for soda capsules. So you can actually have a small machine at home or larger machine in your office, and you will be able to dispense sparkling or alkaline water. It will be a butterless water cooler inside, but if you want to get energy drink, uh, vitamin, anything that you want to get, you can choose uh, your a capsule and dispense this project a product so this again we are considering smart soda as a beverage platform we want to be available in schools in universities in offices restaurants at homes with a different method of uh, delivery sometimes it will be a can sometimes it will be a capsule sometimes it will be our bag in a box uh, the company we, we change our business model from selling direct into selling through partners. So in a very short time, you mm. agreements with major companies like Compass Group, Canteen, Aeromark, Guggenheimer. So we are working through the food service management companies that they are serving again. Compass Group they are serving 99 out of 100 uh, Fortune 500 companies. So we are getting access to those type of uh, clients through this uh, distribution. And they are choosing smart soda, by the way, not exclusively, but we are a new a new vendor, a very promising one. And the main reason, they can consolidate everything into one machine. So our machine will dispense cold brew coffee, tea, lemonade, soda, diet soda, flavored sparkling waters. And instead of having a cold brew machine, a, a, a bevy machine or a cooler mm. with cans, they can consolidate everything into one machine that will actually cost uh, less. But again, to your answer, we are keep going. We are doing extremely well. We are getting very high traction from the largest players in the world. And we are very excited about uh, the future. Obviously, we have a lot of strategic plans that we won't disclose here uh, for our competition to enjoy. But uh, I promise <laughs> that it will get uh, much more exciting and bigger. No, it, it, is, it is all very exciting. I'm curious with the decision to focus on the partnership route. I know Julia earlier you had mentioned, you know, perhaps, you know, aspirations of of a strong, you know, retail brand and presence. Is the goal ultimately to have, you know, you or I as individuals and consumers, you know, recognize Smart Soda as a brand 
like a Coke or a Pepsi, or is it you know through the partnerships just get this into the hands of as many people as as possible? You know, I don't think we have aspirations to become Coke or Pepsi. Coke and Coke and Pepsi are you know soda categories. They have their uh, markets. They have their diehard fans and. Good for them. Uh, we're not trying to compete in that space or compete for their clients. It's a different ball game for us. To be honest with you, we are already a beverage platform. We are a new beverage category. Smart Soda is not just our brand name, but a brand new category that we hope to bring out there. It's an elevated, you know, we are throwing the idea around of a new creative brief and it's the brilliant from the inside out. And that is truly unique and truly connects to Smart Soda because in any capacity, whether it's uh, through the RTD and cans directly to consumers, whether it's through our partners into the B2B space and offices, whether it's, uh, you know, our, uh, of course, amazing technology and the IoT technology and ability to communicate uh, through, you you know, uh, platforms, whether it's getting into the micro markets with our unique uh, ability to do so with the built-in cameras and QR codes, whether it's the taste or the ingredients, it's truly brilliant in any configuration and capacity. And what we want is to bring communities together of elevated beverage thinkers that, that, you know, the beverage is the obvious part, but the smallest part of it. We want to connect people by bringing them healthier, better, more connected. And that's the vision. The way to doing so, it's all of those, you know, it's all of those and, 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 and then some, but, you know, it, it's, it's, of course, to influence and make people healthier, make people happier, make people brilliant. So this is uh, definitely the goal. Mm. With such a kind of a, a broad and ambitious vision, how do you think about from the company building and like entrepreneurial side of it, like the the actual prioritization of of what to focus on next? I, I see, you know, the destination where where you're trying to go. How, uh, you know, through the partnerships, getting the feedback from customers, even to you know exploring like what goes into the development and testing of of a new flavor. And, and having that you know be marketable and, and all these different infusions how, how do you begin to, to you know parse through that okay so we can't tell you all of our secrets no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, so uh, with, with with that said of course right now the primary focus for 2023 is partnership and partnership support this is a huge category irrespective of all of the other exciting things that are happening in parallel as Lee Ward told you we are launching a new small office home uh, unit for the Soda Espresso concept. We actually have that name trademark or in the process of a trademark where, you know, that's a, its own independent you know project with a very interesting global patent and technology on the actual pot itself. It will allow up to three various functional elements per drink. It can be a multifaceted from mocktails to cocktails, to flavored waters, to sodas, to any other functionally packed beverage. So we're super excited about that. And that's kind of happening in the background. Uh, of course, the ready to drink, which I quickly touched upon the first round of kind of the soft launch, it's happening in May. 
We have very strong, through our primary investor or the main investor and the various uh, vending networks, we're able to have a nice distribution on the vending side to try this out. So that's already all of the hard work that went into it took about 14 months on the flavor perfo- you know, profiles and, you know, all of the other elements of distribution and, you know, immunity and, uh, you know, function. Um, so that's happening. But the primary focus right now for 2023 is going to be the partnership nurturing. So we definitely, you know, we, ha- we, we have an incredible uh, equipment, which is also brilliant, uh, brilliant equipment piece that we're super excited about. And that's the Julie. And you heard it right, J-U-L-I. That's the, <laughs> our newest, uh, uh, you know, great, latest and greatest uh, equipment piece. It's able to, at, at this point, and we're, we're continue, continuing to expand on the technology and the UI and all of that. But uh, currently it serves uh, six beverages and, and a function, uh, of course, with sparkling, with alkaline. You can make it vitamin infused. And that's really the star of the show. We're going hard after, um, you know, our partner agreements. We become approved suppliers to some of the best brands out there. And we're super excited. So we are heavily involved in the partnership support. We're building out all of the implementation of that. We're hiring, of course, you know, field reps and regional um, reps across the country. And uh, with, with our unique smart soda certification process of our technicians and installation processes and services. So that's the highlight of 2023. Uh, not to say that our other business channels are not exciting, but what we've realized quickly is as ambitious as we are and as excited as we are, we're still a small company. To be successful, we really have to perfect each one of those business sections. And the, the partner support on the B2B is the star of the 2023. Yes, but again, 95% of the company are super focused in one venture. And 5% of the company, which I occupy most of it, is the vision and the different ventures. And we have Smart Soda in Canada. We have Smart Soda in the UK. We are launching soon Smart Soda in Mexico. We are in the process of doing Smart Soda in Australia and in the Middle East. So again, we have a global vision, which is part of our global expansion and a lot of other uh, strategies that we are using. But majority of the company at this time Revenue focused in a very successful already and very more promising venture, which is the partners. Yes. And, you know, the the headcount of uh, 17, 18 people now is in the Cleveland office. Of course, we do have an entire UK team, a Canada team, a Sunta Mexico team. We have a lot of, um, you know, our marketing company that's not counted, you know, our our production company that's not yeah, W-2. So, of course, it's more than 18 people, but that, that's the, the corporate uh, atmosphere. And then we have all of our uh, various partners and contacts that work for Smart Soda in you know, creating this vision. We have an, an incredible team of marketing professionals, creative, some of the best creative you know, people in New York who have done really exciting things with Volvo and art and director, Google. Google. <laughs> I've heard of that one. <laughs> I don't like to drop names and you know, uh, let, let our brilliance be carried through everything that we do rather than just to talk about it. But I promise you, you'll be seeing and hearing of Smart Soda a lot more soon. Lior, how, how much of your experience at, at SodaStream was you know, somewhat directly transferable to the, to the Smart Soda endeavor? Yeah, I'm curious, what were the kinds of things that you knew you would want to do a second time over? What were the things maybe you wanted to avoid you know, some lessons perhaps of things you didn't want to repeat. How, how much have you been able to, to leverage from, from your experience there? 
Again, answering this in details will disclose a little bit too much that we are willing to. But uh, SodaStream was one of the best stories in the market. Company was on the verge of bankruptcy in 2006. Got a $6 million convertible note from a private equity. Uh, the most successful IPO in the NASDAQ in 2010. And grew the company from $100 million in revenue, I think, to $1.5 billion today. It's private, owned by Pepsi, so they are not disclosing the numbers of this specific unit. But uh, I, I got inspired by the vision, some of the tactics, the way to market. Obviously, we will be pl- publicly traded in a couple of years from now. So this is another part of the, the vision, not that this is a, our exit strategy. This is just a very tactic uh, stage for us. So in this regards, yes, but uh, most of it came from probably 30, 40 books, not necessarily SodaStream, but a lot of yeah. success stories. And again, you can learn from a lot of people that have done it in different ways. So and spending a lot of time reading or to be correct, listening to audiobooks. And a lot of the tactics and strategies came from just looking around and understand what other people are doing, the market segments. And I'm spending a lot of time on calls that maybe 90% of them are irrelevant, but the 10% that are making it, are making the change. So again, very open-minded to, to learn and to listen. And a lot of it came from there. The actual strategy, I will be happy to tell you face to face, but uh, <laughs> the way that the market accepts this amazing uh, concept, which is very basic one at the same time. Again, our vision, and I don't want to sound silly, uh, our vision or projection is much bigger than this specific soda stream retail segment. And also, Jeff, you know, we're learning as we go, you know, uh, creative people, visionaries, you know, Lior will, you know, I'll tell you, he's definitely a visionary. He definitely has an appetite for success and making a difference. You know, have we made mistakes along the way? Of course we have. And I think that makes it even more exciting. You know, a lot of newness, a lot of not so new, but. It's basically, you know, ideas falling into place as they continue to be executed. We always had an appetite for this and a a great vision and ambition. But as it started to one thing started to play out and it's kind of, you know, balled into, you know, uh, into something bigger. And, you know, we're (laughs) we're here for the ride. So we're excited and just seeing the response, seeing the need, seeing the healthier trends and how people are willing and dying to be healthy, dying to change something. Maybe dying is not the right word, but excited. (laughs) Dying not to die. die, Uh, (laughs) And uh, so many diseases out there, so many things that really affect our, 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 not just our, uh, you know, our minds, you know, all the stress that we have uh, to, to create a product that's amazing and to, potentially make a difference you know we don't know if we will or not but we sure hope we will if we can change uh, the life of one person we already accomplished a lot you know by an an, an an amazing beverage by an amazing beverage experience at work by an amazing beverage experience anywhere you are so it, it happened to kind of build one thing led to another but we're still you know we're still figuring it out as we go you know biggest shift actually happened during covid Mm-hmm. Again, our main focus was uh, hospitality, restaurants. And this segment, as you know, shut down entirely. And while we were thinking about the B2B, because that was my background, we used to sell a lot of bottles of water cooler to offices. 
we didn't have the time to take it to the next level and COVID was a very good timing for us to kind of slow down, step back and uh, create this office uh, concept. And luckily, so the 7-Eleven came immediately after and we were already, I won't get you into all the details, but we, we created something very unique for the office segment that was extremely unique for the convenience stores market. And they said, wow, they didn't even believe that we have this type of flavors with this type of ratio, size and specifications and price. And we didn't even plan to offer it. To, we didn't think about the convenience stores uh, segment to begin with, but something we were doing for the office segment perfectly fit what we are doing in Sisto. So again, sometimes you cannot... You don't know how it will play out. You don't know how it will play out, but... But one thing led to another, and we see more and more just C-store owners independently, franchisees just contacting, hey, guys, and, you know, we're making it super accessible. Uh, obviously, we're not going to go through our, uh, you know, the way that we do it, but more and more people are wanting wanting to run healthier, better-for-you beverages. And it's, it's a huge hit. You know, we're basically taking uh, their most profitable category, which is the fountain, and allowing, we have a patent that is, you know, on-demand function. So we're able to pack an amazing functional beverage at an extremely affordable cost. I mean, it's a win-win for all. Um, again, we are more targeted towards the B2B space and offices right now. We're kind of letting convenience stores just, you know, as it comes, great, but we're not actively seeking that. But it's definitely a huge category for us that as soon as we have the alignment and the uh, projections actually become, uh, you know, uh, real numbers uh, in the B2B space, uh, convenience stores with, uh, you know, some of these large brands out there that Lior's reference, we will, you know, continue to be super successful. Harkening back to just the, the learning philosophy, I, I really, it resonates a lot. I mean, part of the whole thesis of, of this podcast is to help people hear the stories of, of entrepreneurship so they can see what those successes look like and, and learn the best of what, you know, other people are, have already figured out. And so that <laughs> I appreciate your, you know, learning approach, <laughs> inspiration. And by the way, it was, it wasn't easy. It's still not, but I can tell you something. There is a specific invest, invest group of investors that they started two years ago and they're, subscription agreement includes five or six payments over two years. And they were there when we changed business models. We started with this business model. We went to a different one. And again, it takes time to adjust uh, to the right business model. And last week they finalized the last investment. And uh, one of the group members told me that even though this is not what we started with, I can tell you that I highly appreciated entrepreneurs that even if something doesn't work the way you planned in the beginning, you can adjust it and find something even better. Oh yeah. Well, it's, I think it's very rare that the business that you start with is the business that you succeed with. Yeah. You know, part of it is just like Julia, you mentioned this iterative, you know, process of improving over time no, for, and figuring it out. For sure. But the day one, you're presenting a business plan that will get different now, <laughs> much different and for the good, but it is a different one. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have investors who, uh, you know, everyone invests for their own reasons. Obviously, everyone wants, uh, you know, ROI, right? But, you know, we've heard many times, uh, well, you know, with the one specific group of investors who become our dear friends, um, they said, you know, we don't care what you guys are selling. <laughs> We're, we love you guys and you're so passionate about what you're doing. Anything you touch, 
we just know will be successful. So you tell us whether it's whatever it is, we're here backing you guys up. And I think that's so, you know, if anything else, you know, you're doing things right. And I'm not saying it's always right. We've made mistakes along the way. You know, you, you, you live and learn, right? You, 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 you get bruised, you stand up, you keep fighting, you keep going. You know, we, we, there is a lot of firsts in this. And the only thing I would say is to those who are in the same shoes, and I can't really say, hey, we've gone so far, let us tell you the right way. We're still figuring it out. But I think perseverance and just passion and belief. I also think that Lior and I are lucky because we're also partners in life. Uh, and we, you know, when I was ready to give up, he wouldn't. And when he was ready to give up, I came in strong. And uh, when I was ready to give up. Not really, but <laughs> I would say mostly it was me trying to give up and Leor just wouldn't let me. So, you know, you look back and you're like, man, you know, his endurance, his, pers- his perseverance. It's like, I know for a fact we're going to make it just because, you know, when when no one else was standing, he was. And under any circumstance, under any condition, and I think, you know, if you love what you do and if you believe in what you're doing and if you have a greater mission for what you want to accomplish, of course, financially, it's exciting. Of course, it's exciting to make money. Who isn't in it for the business to make money? But if that's the only thing you're in, I don't know how successful that will be. I really want a difference. I really want to make a difference. I really want to create a platform and a product that is truly brilliant from the inside out in any capacity. I want it to be the cleanest label possible within limits, of course, but as much as I can to have it taste amazing, to have people, you know, come together when they're having a beverage experience, a new elevated beverage experience. So all of these things in mind, the money will come in. Of course it will, and it does, and it's exciting, but it's really, what is, what is your the highlight of your professional career, maybe the highlight of your existence. You know, we're all here for a purpose. And if you're able to connect to this life, I'm a very spiritual person. If you're able to have meaning in what you do and see how much it influences others, even this story, maybe someone is going to be listening to this and they were ready to give up uh, or maybe they're depressed or, you know, mental health is so important. That's another topic that we can talk about. But if they're hearing this, like, don't give up. There is always, you know, every, you know, the, the, the bad, the good goes, but so does the bad. Life is full of ups and downs and just believe in yourself, believe in your product, believe in your people and, you know, keep, keep moving. It, it's something we'll give for sure. And then another, I think, very important component, every smart soda employee is a shareholder. Everyone technically from day one, but they have 90 days uh, probation. And if you will walk into our office, you will feel the energy, you will feel the excitement, you will feel the commitment, you will see it. And again, I won't go into examples, but we have an amazing team and uh, the energy, the being part of something that is bigger than yourself, something that can be a life-changing event to a lot of people. This is what I think put the glue or stick everyone into one big mission. The employees, I mean, they're just a phenomenal group of people. Is it always awesome and exciting? Of course not. Is it stressful at times? A lot. You know, do we have expectations and demands? And But everyone is just, you know, they're there. As we, we are family. You know, one for all and all for one, truly. It took some time and some adjusting. It wasn't always the case. There have been, you know, ups and downs. But I believe the way that it stands today and as we expand, we have, I, I mean, the best people, truly. Well, if, 
if if anything is apparent, the uh, the passion that exudes from both of you, I I imagine is is you know captured by the the company and in, in its whole. So it's awesome. <laughs> we we have this specific group of investors that they have much bigger businesses at this point in their lives, and when they are walking into the office, they said, "This is where we are enjoying." <laughs> <laughs> and they see me and they said, the energy is amazing. I said, hey, I'm 80% sleeping already. I'm tired. 20% that left gets me excited. I'm happy. Because it is a lot of work. Again, this is not always fun. We just came from a full working vacation with five to six Zoom calls every day. Yes, it was by the ocean. It's nice. But again, you have commitment, waking up super early, working for sometimes 15 hours or more. It's worth it, though. I mean, truly, it's worth it. And and every single person that contributes, we have, uh, you know, kind of newbies that are coming and just starting their careers with us and just so diligent, so loyal, so committed, so excited. It's really about the people that are around us because it's not always, you know, this is a startup still. Not every process has its own process. Not everything is protocoled. Out. Not everything has its own place. It's the building of that. And if people are able to see past that and really just stick around and continue to go through this, it means we're doing something right. Mm. Well, I, I, could, I could talk to you, both of you for a lot longer, but I know we're, we're coming up on time here. So I, I want to bookend it with a traditional closing question that, that we ask for, for everyone who comes on the podcast, which is totally unrelated to everything we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, so far, but but is actually just for a uh, a hidden gem in Cleveland for something that other folks may not know about, but uh, perhaps they they should. I don't think it's a one hidden gem. I think Cleveland has phenomenal food restaurant options, and you know you think when you think of restaurants specifically, you think New York, L.A., Miami. Cleveland has some of the best. Uh, like we love Skug, uh, Doug Katz. A friend, uh, and we love his place. We we do a lot there. We love um, some of the Thai places. We love Red, of course, as a staple. Even though there are, you know, uh, we we a lot. We're actually going there tonight. Cleveland has some of the best restaurants, uh, honestly. So that it's not really a hidden gem, but really give Cleveland an opportunity. I think Cleveland is just an amazing city. It's a great city in general to raise a family, the cost of living. And it's so like understated. It's definitely not the mistake by the lake that it once was beautiful city with phenomenal restaurants, museums, art centers. Um, and it's like real literally seven minutes from Whole Foods Trader Joe's our office, the, the highway, and, and it's like no traffic. Uh, so the, 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 the hidden spot is really just the city and the way you interpret it. Um, and I think now that we're a little bit older too, maybe in my you know, early 20s, I was seeking out, you know, uh, you know, oh, Cleveland's so boring, but it's really not. Uh, it has the best people, the best places, some of the best companies here. So we're really, you know, fortunate to have our uh, headquarters here. Yeah, the, my, my short answer, Cleveland, is where smart soda started. <laughs> you will ask it in a few years, people will say, Seattle is Starbucks, Microsoft, Cleveland will be smart soda. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If folks had anything they wanted to, to follow up with you about, wanted to follow along on, on the journey as it unfolds, what would be the, the best way for them to do so? Feel free to reach us at our emails. It's julia at smartsoda.com and... Lior at smartsoda.com. And I think you can, um, I don't know how this is going to be displayed, if it's going to have a, a little bit of a copy, like a messaging, but if not, it's uh, mm-hmm. A-U-L-I-A 
at smartsoda.com and Lior is L-I-O-R at smartsoda.com. We also have a communications team. That's Chris Miller with Mabel. And uh, for all of uh, PR and inquiries, uh, we're going to direct it towards uh, our communications department. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to thank you both again. This was awesome. Thank you very much. much. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. So if you have any feedback, please send over an email to jeffrey at layoftheland.fm or find us on Twitter at podlayoftheland or at sternhefe, J-E-F-E. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for our show, please reach out as well and let us know. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or on your preferred podcast player. Your support goes a long way to help us spread the word and continue to bring the Cleveland founders and builders we love having on the show. We'll be back here next week at the same time to map more of the land. The Lay of the Land podcast was developed in collaboration with the Up Company LLC. At the time of this recording, unless otherwise indicated, we do not own equity or other financial interests in the company which appear on the show. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of any entity which employs us. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.